You're listening to Pro Football Ireland and this is our interview with Dara Leader, one of four Irish players to take part in this year's NFL International Player Pathway Programme, giving them a chance to latch on with an NFL team. Look, Dara, I want to obviously talk about yourself, but before we do that, obviously your brother, Tyg, has been instrumental to all of this whole Irish guys being able to go over to the NFL. How proud are you of Tyg getting everyone to this, this place? Yeah, obviously, none of us would be here without him and what he's done. Um, obviously, when he transferred to Oxford University from MLR to try and do football himself and playing in the Spring League and the European League and the Canadian Football League, none of this would have been like he kind of, in a way, pioneered this kind of whole process of trying to make it to American football and make it an NFL. And obviously, with Leader King and stuff as well, all that stuff's just crazy he's doing there. And there's so much momentum happening with it all the time. And seeing like Ross and Roman go over and do really well. And now we're kind of like the next crop coming through and hopefully we can do just as well as those guys and bring it on even more. But yeah, it's, it's crazy what he's done. And he, he literally, obviously I've been living over the States the last while, but every time I call him, he's always on the phone to someone else. He's always, like my mother said, he never stops working doing this stuff. So it's uh, it's glad, glad to see him getting some reward out for it as well because he's still putting in a lot of hours and, like even this last week, he's, he said he reckons he spent more times on planes in the last since the new year than he has in a car. So he's uh, putting in the hard graft, and it's it's really cool to see how it's growing and where it's going. What was your initial reaction to hearing that Tyg was doing it? Just obviously because you're so involved now, was it disbelief, or did you think, oh yeah, actually I love maybe it's not the right time for me this second, but I love to be involved with you and do it together. Um. Well, I feel like that the idea of a leader kicker makes complete sense because I know I like the Aussie rules guys and the pro kick Australia down there and how good they're doing. And in Ireland, we've just as many good kickers and players and gallants. And I said, we all grew up kicking a ball, playing soccer, playing rugby, kicking things, JK football kicking. So but I, I could definitely see how if it worked in Australia, there's no reason why it couldn't work over here. Um, in terms of being involved myself, I did think about it with the college stuff. But then when I went to Clemson and my five-year talk had already started, I couldn't do it there. But I would have done it if I could have. Um, and obviously, I've always kind of like thought about it a little bit because it's uh, in rugby. I had a big boot and I often thought in my head, if I want to get better at kicking, I might as well learn from the guys who are getting paid millions to kick a ball. It's their only job. So I used to watch a lot of videos of the guys firing and stuff back in the day. Um, and they even like the field goal guys taking conversions and stuff. So I've always had a keen interest. But no, as in like when Ty tried to start, start playing football himself, it was pretty crazy. He often said he's playing football. But in terms of leader kicking, because after what he'd been through, it seemed like there's an obvious market there, an obvious kind of ability for Irish and European people to try and do this. And uh, you've mentioned there the obviously looking towards the professional kickers for your own game in the beginning. But what are those similarities like and how has it helped your your kicking kind of from the beginning stage to now, watching even those videos from Australia? Yeah. Um, I suppose like obviously rugby, very similar in terms of I've been kicking a rugby ball since as a young fella and kicking three or four or five times a week and all that type of stuff. So in terms of mechanics and like how just having the ability to kick a ball pretty well, naturally is already there and so I mightn't have 10,000 hours kicking American football but I do have 10,000 hours kicking a rugby ball and similar very similar so I feel like the fact we're coming into this sport late 
that shouldn't be too big of a hindrance because we already have the mechanics down, the ability. So it's maybe fine tuning how a spiral of rugby in rugby is usually end of a rank kick, where in American football, most of the time you want to spiral. So it's just straighten up and just fine tune a few little things. But it definitely, like, I feel like I'm pretty close to getting it down very well already. So I'm only a couple months into this. So the rugby kick in the last has definitely helped a lot. Was that fine tuning irritating or more rewarding when you go to doing it? Probably irritating at first because a rugby ball just is it being bigger. It's easier to kick and it flies a bit further. So um, at the start, you're kind of like, oh, I'm kicking these kind of crap because I'm trying to, I'm comparing it to where I would kick a rugby ball where kicking the American football is just naturally, it's not going to go as far or a little bit less shorter distance. So I, I just, and a rugby ball because it's fatter when it hits your foot, it flies a bit better and like bounces off a little better where rugby ball football being smaller it didn't quite get that same ping off it but it was a little bit the start but then when you start getting like the hands and the drop Joe in rugby you never go into like such detail on how you kick a ball where in American football every little thing you do like tights so slowing every little bit down if your hands like a little bit too far a little bit too close the angle of the ball is it, is it 11 o'clock or is it 10 30 all these little things your foot angle it's like can I see your foot is like this or like this or all this tiny little details that you'd never go into in rugby. And I do feel like there's a big area for rugby to try and improve as well because they don't do this where like it's really obvious that kicking coaches should go into this detail, but they just don't. It's not a thing in rugby yet, but it definitely, uh, yeah, there's a lot. It's very technical getting the stuff down, but once you get it down, it is nice. Like when obviously you start hitting three or four or five consistent spirals in a row where like it feels like it's a good feeling to see the ball flying through the sky. For real. Well, you mentioned um your Clemson roots there a second ago. What do you take from that experience and how does it help you kind of in this process, even dealing with maybe the American players going forward? Yeah. Um, Clemson was very cool. Obviously, I was coaching rugby over there, but I did meet, like I did go to the football games and that's crazy over there. I just seen like the atmosphere around the tailgate. So if the game starts at 7 o'clock or 7 p.m. game, people are tens of thousands of people are there at 7 a.m. getting ready to go and like, Joe getting tailgates going, just the atmosphere in the games then is just crazy. Um, and then just dealing with like the American attitude to things in terms of like the rugby guys, and they're a lot more intent and like driven, I feel like, and just like everything's a lot more fast paced. They're like all go 100% of the time. And rugby lads are a bit kind of, it's not as intense all the time. There's moments of big intensity, but American guys just want to like, they just want to do full contact all the time, smashing to each other, wearing rugby, it's a little bit. A little bit less of that. Um, so I think that's his American mentality towards things, just giving it full go, 100% all of the time. So yeah, that will be a little bit different to rugby, but I am kind of used to it coming from just dealing with the American college students and rugby. Yeah, we'll finish on this one now. It's obviously been a massive effort from both you and your brother. What do you think, if after all those efforts, that feeling would be like if you sign with the team? Yeah, it would be insane. Um just the idea of even playing the NFL is just crazy. But I've thought of like throughout my rugby career, I sort of always kind of looked at it and been like, geez, I wonder, could I do this? Or is it possible? Or could like, could we kick a ball? And like, Joe, I'm a good kicker in rugby. So why wouldn't I be a good kicker in the NFL or football? So um, it's also been an insane feeling. Um, we're doing obviously everything we can to make that happen in training pretty much every single day, learning all the lingo down, the operation times, getting our hang times there, getting our yardages on the kicks getting our catching molds under the 1.3, all these little things we're doing every day, getting a lot better so that hopefully in a few weeks' time or a few months' time, that dream can be realized and 
So when this when it happens, I'm sure I'll have a Guinness with Hyde for I'll get one Guinness maybe. Dara, thanks very much for your time. Oh, perfect, Mark. Thank you. Thanks a million to Dara for his time and of course the NFL for setting that up. If you're unsure what it means for rugby players, for the NFL or Dara himself going forward, we actually talk about it in depth at the beginning of our divisional round preview. So have a look out for that podcast.